Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 15 minutes with HealGen COVID rapid antigen tests from Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Rise up, because it's time to rip into some sport. Lots going on around the world. Before then, I've got to welcome in the boys. Lads are back. Woo, Louis Herman, what? Tony Kent, they're up and about, up in the shoe. I can't wait to have a chat to you, lads. Woo, it's good to have you home, particularly because we've got a lot of punting to talk about, because I had a horrible weekend. I've got a high thing. Yeah, well, Kimpy came in on Friday on the show and he tipped out a few. He got a hiding too. Ah, we'll have a chat about that later. Uh, we've got some good, good guests coming on the show today. Well, today we'll chat, with, uh, chat to former NZ Whitefern and now part of the SCNZ commentary team, Emily Drum, about today's crucial match against Bangladesh live here on SCNZ at 11am this morning. So we'll chat to Emily Drum. Must win. They lost their first one against West Indies. In the dying moments, and uh, we'll chat to Emily Drum about that this morning. And then, well, I love repeating myself every Monday. Mate, it was tough on the weekend on the punt. Couldn't pick my nose. Massive upset at the Vodafone Derby on Saturday with Sullivan Scott trained horse Asterix paying 46 bucks, taking it out in emphatic style. Lance will come on to chat about his back-to-back wins in the Derby this morning, and then... After that, we're going to talk about the one. I still can't quite, still quite raw, really. Still quite surreal and shocked about the news and passing of the great Shane Keith Warne. It's still quite raw. But the last hour of the show, would love to dedicate and celebrate Warney's life. Uh, we've got a few of his fellow colleagues and, and cricket mates coming on the show. We've got Craig Macca McMillan. He'll join us and share some some messages and, and stories about the great warning. Everyone has their own particular story about when they met Warnin and, and the big influence and the big kind of um, yeah, you know, impact that they had on, on their lives. So we'll have Craig McMillan and we've got a little message from our, our good skip, Baz McCullum. Um, but yeah, if you've got any stories or any memories of the great Shane Keith Warn, 708 wickets. And I was going through all of his uh, big moments last night and well, 708 of them. Every moment, he uh, he's had many, many of them on the cricket field. So uh, it, we want to celebrate his life. So rest in peace, the king. And just seen in the news that they're going to have a state funeral for the great Shane Warne. The name, this the Southern Stand at MCG will be renamed the SK Warne Stand too. So 
fitting for such a champion in the great game of cricket. And then to end the show, we've got to remember, Louis leaving us already. He's not quite finished his holiday, but this morning he's going to go to a Caracas sales. The last two hours of the show, then Louis will be crossing it from the show, so me and Kempi will just keep soldiering throughout the morning. But that is our show. Make sure you give us a text on the Tempo Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. Any time, we'd love to hear from you, from you or call us on the Kenatai phone line, 0800-150-811. That's enough for my voice. I want to hear the lads up there in AK. Morning, Emma, Joe, Kez, and wow, well, got, got to hear from Kempi. Morena, Kempi. Oh, morena, Izzy, and happy to be here, mate. You're right about Louie. He's, he looks like he's been sitting out in the sun too long, mate. He's come back from that um, <laughs> North, Canterbury, how to work. North, Cam- North Canterbury full of beetroot, he looks like he's been. Izzy, can you teach me how to do mahi? Because now Kempi's here. He doesn't work. He just swans around. <laughs> so I, it's bad for my working culture around Kempi. Yeah, mate, but now we're I'm looking forward to, to it. I started to think, I was like, oh, that studio light's still off at 5.52. Where are the lads? Come on, boys. Louis usually in there at 5.31. Is that right? You know, boys are... Is that right? <laughs> I handball it over to Joe, Joey the Rat for one morning, <laughs> and he hasn't, he hasn't woken you up at 8 to, th- eight to 6. Me and Kim was yarning, mate. We're having a good time. Yeah, I feel sorry for the rat. I'll talk about that a little bit more later. <laughs> <laughs> How you been anyway? How was your holiday, Louis? Oh, so you good break, mate. It was awesome, is he? It was, um, and, and you know, like everyone, yeah, conventionally you take your holidays during Christmas, New Year's, right? We ploughed through, and I knew I did it just because I was like, I'm going to unwind in February, just hang in there. But towards the end there, I was getting a little bit ratty, and just getting away refreshes you, recharges you. I'm sure everybody would know what it's like when you take a bit of time off work, and I'm rearing to go because Super Rugby, NRL, AFL, uh, this is this Mike. We still going? Yeah. Um. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, everything. It's about to. We're about to hook in. We've got so much coming up for the next few months. So I'm recharged and ready to go. Is he? So it was. It was unreal to get away. What, and and what how times you wake up? Oh, on holiday. Times you wake up most days. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Today would have been a shock. Um. Like yeah, like between anywhere between seven thirty and nine, like just so <laughs> so good. You know, you know, Izzy, you know, Louis one of those old farm. Yeah. Like he's in, he he's come, you know, reincarnated. He used to be an old farmer. Oh. You know, even the way that you know, you look at him, he's got this face <laughs> of a sixteen-year-old, but really, he's about sixty. <laughs> <laughs> he sit, he yeah, sits yeah, at home with a, he sits at home with his slippers and pipe, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, spot on. What about you, Kim? Bro, good to have you on the show. And I know you, you had a, a great couple of months over summer, but what have you been up to, mate? Oh, mate, I wake up. Uh, I wake up the other morning. I, I thought I was. I thought I was dreaming when I read about Shane Warne passing away. It was it was yeah. a pretty sad time, you know. Uh, I got I got to play it in uh, in England at Headingley, um, which is a famous cricket ground, and got to see Warney play there. Um, I, I think once I got to see him play there, along with a number of other great cricketers in the Pakistan side and the English side. Um, but he always sh- sort of struck me as a go- like just you know one of those lads that you you'd really wanted to have a beer with. Um, oh, yeah. And I've been just reading the tributes that have been coming out right across the sector. You know, not not just the sporting sector, but the entertainment sector on a whole about what type of guy he was. And and honestly, he's touched so many people. 
um, and and it's been fitting that all these tributes have been coming out over the last few days. But it's still surreal, mate. Like seriously, at fifty two, um, I'm fifty four. It's a bit of a wake up call that you know life's really short and we must enjoy it. Oh, you're you're spot on, mate. And and you're you're right about the tributes out there. Is um, even seeing like Elton John. That's that's kind of the impact he's had on the world stage. You know, when you get a tribute from Elton John, uh, Sir Elton John over there, he's tribute to to Shane Warne and. and Look, growing up, everyone wanted a bowl spin and everyone wanted a bowl leg spin. And I remember being in the backyard. I used to play ice of bowl right arm medium fast. And every time I was in the nets, my coach used to rip me out because I'd try and bowl some rungans. I'd start mucking around in, in the nets trying to bowl some leg spins. So everyone would just try and be like Warney. And you just got to understand that it, that is the hardest form of cricket that you could ever, ever do, the hardest bowling form. Uh, just trying to bowl leg spin and, and get it spot on every single time. And I was watching a lot of his highlights last night, and I was just in awe, just in amaze at, at how accurate he was able to do, the drift he was able to create with the ball, the turn. Like, he'd turn it over over three foot, three or four mm. foot, every single time from about a metre outside the leg stump, and he'll come back and knock off the top of off stump. Bamboozled uh, cricketers and, and great batsmen around the world, and... Look, it's a, it's a sad time, eh? Because I was I was trying to get old um old Flem on, and I I just said to him, look, I fully understand, mate. I know you're really close with with the king, and and uh, you know, it's still probably quite raw. Um, yeah, I'd, he would have got too emotional and, and too caught up in, in the in the moment, so he's not coming on. But Craig McMillan's going to come on and hope he sheds some light. And we got a little message from from Skip uh, about the great Shane Warne. Um, seven hundred eight wickets, man. For an average of twenty five point four one, his uh, three thirty seven five wicket bags. He's had ten ten wicket innings. He's had best uh, bowling figures of eight for seventy one. Um, so yeah, it's just so much uh, sporting greatness in there, and um, we're going to celebrate it throughout the eight o'clock hour, mate. And you're right. Look, we've had Inger uh, and, and Joely Vendiri, and then we had uh, Rod Marsh, and then we had Cricketing. So it's happening in twos, mate happening in twos and you're right we've just got to cherish every single moment and, and uh, make the most of it eh? it is there's nothing quite like um, when somebody who you just especially a larger than life or kind of like a, that invincible aura of personality suddenly goes like that that shock factor and I hate to compare deaths but there wasn't a kind of an era of when Kobe passed away, and I was like, but Kobe, he's like the toughest guy, you know, he's like the most, you know, never say die, relentless, pe- relentless um, competitor, that sort of thing. And with Warney, it's like, Warney was like evanescent. He was bigger. Everyone says he's larger than life, but it was almost like his spirit couldn't be contained. And you watch him on TV and the way he would, the passion he had, the way he would get Howie up and about in the Fox studios. And when that, when, when Scott Boland, I think back this year, when he was bowling that spell at the G, and Warney was off his head. He was just like, oh, how good's Tess Cricket? Like, <laughs> like percolating. And, like, that kind of that kind of spirit that he possessed, it felt so wrong that it could just be taken like that. And, and you know, his family, I know, uh, especially his son Jackson, they're, they're so close. And I imagine the shock. It just it really was pretty a strange feeling on Saturday morning. And um, Baz's message he shares, he tells a couple of good stories about Warning it, and I'm really looking forward to everybody to see that, uh, um, or to hear that, because the the people that knew Warney, it almost is like what you saw is what you got. Like he really was just an open book. Ken, 
interview, which is quite cool. Yeah, look, I, I, I like listening to him because what he's what he said, um, you know, he he was head on a sleeve. He he meant every word that he said. You know, Mitchell Stark, for instance, and in that that um, that time he 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 sort of called him out and said he wasn't really playing up to up to standard. And they, you know, I think one of the one of the old Aussie players saying you've been a bit hard on him. He said, yeah, I probably was, but I made him play better. You know what I mean? And it's sort of, I think when you're when you're listening to him talk, he just, you know, you don't what you see is what you said. What you see is what you get. I, I, I think we should be celebrating. You know, although although he's passed away, I often I was lying there the other other morning thinking, you know, why do we wait till someone dies before we we sit down and you know have a wake with them? Why don't why don't we get your mates together and come around and and just talk talk to each other? You know, and mm-hmm. and, and have a time and say, well, you know, we're going to celebrate your life, Warner, or or whatever. So, yeah, really um, really sad time, but you know, I hope I hope everyone sort of remembers him for all the all the good things. Mm, for sure, bro. We were lucky enough to have him on the show um, last year and. Well, we spoke about him uh, when he had COVID in the room. He was <laughs> <and> he <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was in the room with COVID. I thought I'd try and beat the Rona with uh, smacking over 100 darts, but that didn't work. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. If we got some audio of that, it'd be quite good to play our little uh, catch-up with the great Shane Warne. And uh, I remember seeing him two, three years ago. We were, on the, we were at New Zealand Open. And this is Wardy. He's the king. He can do what he wants. Anyway, we're all putting on the putting green. And like, pros are all around trying to get into their routines. They've got all their little devices and gadgets out on the, on the putting green. And, and I look over. I can just see a mountain, a cloud of smoke. I look over. And Wardy's got about two darts in his mouth. And he's <laughs> on the putting green, surrounded by all these athletes. And he's just sitting there going, Putting away, and then someone will talk to me. Goes, yeah, mate, yeah, and it'll just be loud as ever. And you know, when golfers are trying to be serious, don't talk. But Wardy's just the biggest mouth, and he's puffing away on about five packs, mate. He was, uh, he was, a, he was a man. And I, I met him for the first time at that ended open, mate. And I've yeah, never been quite nervous. <laughs> when I met the king. Hey, it was pretty, oh, pretty special moment. Is he? That's so good. And I actually saw a video. My, <laughs> one of my mates posted real similar thing yesterday at Jack's Point, like beautiful golf course. So he puts the tee yeah. down, he puts his tee down, puts the ball on it, drives it, and he doesn't drive it to his satisfaction. So when he picks the tee up, I also see he pulls the durry out of his mouth and just throws it just into the middle of the fairway. <laughs> so he's only one bloke that just throw Firstly, he just teed off with a dart in his mouth, and then he didn't like his drive, so he threw it. I wonder, is, um, I wonder is, is he a... Is he a dying breed? Like, geez, terrible analogy. Is he a breed that's going out of fashion? Um, as far as the way he kind of commentated in the, the media persona he had about, you know, that real fearless. Like, I was a great of the baggy green, and I may be one of the greats along with Don Bradman and other people. So I have the right to say what I want and to challenge those Mitchell Starks to make them better. Are those that sort of character? Are we seeing less and less of them, Kimpy? I think you'll be yeah. really careful if you're going to take them on. You know what I mean? Like, don't take a specialist on in their game. That's um, that's what I've sort of learned in and around commentary. If you're gonna you're gonna talk to someone about what they know a lot a lot about, then be very careful um, how you attack that. Because you know the thing with Shane Warne, like he was the best. So you know, I'm, over a thousand first class wickets. Um, so when he was talking, he had everyone's respect. So when he was out there on the on the cricket pitch. And turning that ball over three feet, everyone knew that they were up against the best in the world. So, um, I think I think just that in itself, knowing that he he'd done all that great stuff, um, earned him that respect. Yeah, no, he was a 
You you were dead right. He, every time he spoke, mate, he he was honest and he was truthful and he backed it up with um, you know, uh, you know, a lot of experience as well. And and that's for me, that's probably the hardest thing in commentary and being being a voice on the airways is you've got to have those opinions, but you've got to be able to back it up and and stay true to what you're about. And uh, he did that with so much ease and honour. But look, we're going to celebrate Shane Warne's life throughout the morning. We've got a big, big show. We're talking cricket. We're going to be talking rugby because the rugby was out on the weekend and it was mm, a couple of them were quite, quite average, just to be honest. But um, we we <laughs> chat about that. Kempi will be right up and about. He'll be talking oh, I about agree with you, mate. No <laughs> doubt. Oh, <shock. laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it when All Blacks. I love it when an All Blacks sees a rugby's <laughs> average. <laughs> One game was particularly average, and I was uh, at that game. But anyway, we'll talk about that. But we'll celebrate the success as well, because Fiji and Drua had their first win, and Moana Pacifica playing uh, for their people. They put on a hell of a valiant effort, gallant effort, I should say, at uh, Forsyth Bar against the Crusaders, and they should be extremely proud. So we'll look at some of the positives later on in the show. We're going to talk to Craig McMillan, Emily Drum. We've got a big, big show, but yeah, we've got a few texts on the text line. We'll get to those very, very shortly. Text us on a 10-port bed post. Text machine, double eight, double three, anytime. Back soon. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the chemist we ask. Great savings every day.